We are now live. Hello, everybody. Welcome to beta number three, I think it's three, of the Social Media Addicts podcast. I'm Seth. And uh, I'm Barry. Hey, and I'm sorry for the delay in putting up these shows. Our goal was every two weeks, but Barry got a job, so he's not a <laughs> hobo anymore. And I'm a father of a young child, so is Barry, but my child's younger, so... This life got in the way, so we're now going on a once-a-month version. People are asking me, where's the podcast? It's not updating. And, you know, it's like, there's nothing to update. <laughs> like, you know, I tell you what, that's a good problem to have, right, that people are asking, right? You yeah. think the worst problem is that people aren't asking, so that's good. I can't complain. It's just, you know, like, I would like to get these out more because, you know, Barry, you know, Barry is Barry. If Barry put your glasses on, you look scary. Yeah, you want to put, am I am I scary without my glasses? That's very we all know and love. Is that more intellectual? Intellectual, <laughs> even though we see the screen, but whatever, who cares? Yeah, I know, you see the screen in my glasses. Well, that's why I took them off, right? So there you go. You look totally different without oh, whatever. Do whatever the heck you want. <laughs> yeah, so this week, <laughs> well, there's been a lot of... Come on. Uh, <laughs> Miniature Wildcats. I should be wearing my University of Delaware blue hands. You know much clover. <laughs> You have a cooler sounding mascot, but um, yeah. but the blue hen, that, that, that's one tough bird. That it is, absolutely. Yeah. So <laughs> I guess that this is so beta because we just spent the past, I don't know, 20 minutes trying to figure out what the hell was going on with our setup. It turns out my computer is down in my downstairs studio is messed up, so I'm upstairs trying not to wake up the baby in the next room. He's right over there. And he Man, won't be happy to wake him up. Thanks to this, this thing gets going and we get some uh, some funding for this thing. Um, be Patreon, yeah. Technical support and we'll be, we'll oh, be good to go. Wonderful. Yeah, yeah. so anyhow, if people want to support us, you know, we're still, you know, I know quietly, even though I've been addicted to social media for three years every single week. But um, you can go to patreon.com and search for the social, what's the name of podcast again? No, I'm joking. Um, the Social Media yeah. Addicts Podcast. And search for that on Patreon. You can find us, and every every little penny counts. So you know, if you can help us out, get you know, help us get us a few bucks going, that'd be awesome. So you definitely find you know, find us up on Patreon. Search for Social Media Addicts Podcast. Um, we're not at five hundred one C three, so it is not tax deductible. Yet. Yeah. Well, we it's are not profit. We're not making any profit. <laughs> yeah. Still worthwhile cause. It is. It is. And there's plenty of other great Patreons on there as well. Like Cord Killers is another good one. Geek Beat, they just bought, they actually just, you know Kelly Lewis? You know Kelly Lewis? Yeah. And yeah, they just bought a building. They bought a building to do all their all their production in. They just announced it today. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So go support them. Also, Tom Merritt. You knew Tom Merritt, right? Yeah, yeah. Tom started his um, daily, what, the Daily News show. Great creative title. But, you yeah, know, that's awesome. Too. So check them all out. Uh, but anyway, on to this show. Big news um, from the Facebook front. Um, they bought WhatsApp for $19 billion. Well, 16 to $19 billion, which is absolutely obscene. And then a lot of, there's a lot of other WhatsApp clones out there that offer even more features, so we'll talk about all of them. But that's insane. $19 billion. They bought Instagram for $1 billion. What do you say, Barry? Yeah, you know, so Seth, so here's the thing that I'm trying to figure out, right? And I've, I've read probably literally 50 articles about this acquisition. 
here's a, here's the part I don't get right. They're valuing it, valuing every WhatsApp customer at forty something dollars, right? Whatever really? that. Do you even use it? I I don't. I have it sitting on my phone, but I don't use it. And, but here's what I'm trying to figure out, right? Two things. Two things. One is I I haven't figured out how many. I haven't been able to read how many WhatsApp users are also Facebook users. The overlap has got to be huge. Yeah, right? but they have a billion users on Facebook. Yeah, and secondly, Facebook has a messaging app. So, so you're you're way more technical than I am. Is there something about the the technology about the they bought it? No one else would. That that that's that's superior. I mean, no. it can't just be about buying subscribers. So I think they bought it because they, they, they needed to make sure that no one else bought it. Like if Google got it, it's like I honestly don't know why. If anyone else knows why exactly they did, we'd love to hear it. Post it in the comments under the live feed. We'd love to know because we're both stopped. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. They I mean, it's a, it's a neat app. I mean, the thing is, is that it's a lot bigger. It's a lot bigger in the in Europe because because now Europe is very much like the United States now. Every every country is like a state. Problem is, SMS is going from England to France. Our fortune, it's yeah. not like it's here. So they use WhatsApp and other ones. So oh. that is definitely being used over there more. I mean, there's another one out there that I, I I'm really liking a lot. It's called Tele Telegram. It's pronounced by the guy the guy who started VK in Russia. Mm -hmm. He's and you people are like, oh Russia, Russia. Oh that's that. It's based out of Berlin. He's not a fan. He's not a friend with Putin by any stretch of the imagination. He's it's completely self-funded by him. It's a non-profit, meaning that they can't sell it. They won't sell it, and it's encrypted. It's encrypted, and they have a two hundred thousand dollar bounty on for anyone who can crack their encryption key. So that's a Telegram.org. Barry, you need to download it because I told you know, so we can chat on it. You can do it like a somewhat public chat, not public chat, but you can have a or an open chat, and they can also have a top secret chat that almost can be self-destructive and stuff. It's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. So, so I mean, that, so what do you think about these chat apps in general, Barry? You know, I mean, chat, I am, you know, text messaging. It's it's mm -hmm. it's still it, it's a foundation of mobile communication, right? Mm-hmm. And and I guess mm -hmm. you know it's like like you said the 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 fact that it's free versus cellular carrier basic SMS makes a lot What's of that, sense. What, WhatsApp's not free. WhatsApp's one dollar. Well, yeah, still it's pretty a, cheap. It's Whereas right. Telegram is completely free. He'll never charge for it because he made so much money. He's funding it. So, so here's a, here's the then the question, right? And and this is the sinister side side of me, right? That that always thinks well, you know the the NSA and the you know all this kind of crap, right? Uh, mm -hmm. and it's free. So you're you're communicating on the platform. They're collecting the data. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, you have to be suspicious about what are they going to do with that data. Mm -hmm. As you can see here, this is Telegram that I'm showing right now. Uh, if you're listening to the audio, just go to telegram.org. But you can see they have these nice graphics. You know, private, cloud-based. I mean, WhatsApp is not cloud-based. Telegram, you can actually have it on multiple different. Devices and it's all stored up in the cloud, encrypted. It's fast. It's distributed. It means it's all over the world. 
it's open, so they have open API. So you can actually build your own app for Telegram. Telegram's almost at the pipes. So, you know, Twitter used to be the pipes before they started locking it down. This is open, and you can build other apps. People build unofficial apps for Telegram. It's secure, and then, you know, powerful, and, you know, it's if you have hacker attacks. This is what they say, $200,000 hacker who can break the tele you can break Telegram. And they actually give you this. It's a contest. They send messages back and forth. And if you can prove it, they'll send you $200,000 in Bitcoin. <laughs> so this is something to think about if you guys are interested in that kind of thing. And, I mean, WhatsApp is neat. I think it's more of a data play. But the thing is, the biggest thing about WhatsApp is that, you know, is this a sellout? Because they, they say they're never going to accept ads. And Facebook says we're never going to put ads in there. But are they going to mine the data? Like, what, like you know, if something's free, usually you're the product. Of course, of course, and, and you know, so so if they if they hold true to that, right? So I thought that was ironic too, right? That mm -hmm. that WhatsApp refused the apps, but they sell out to the biggest, you know, online. Um, you well, know, for nineteen billion dollars, and let's get real here, nineteen billion dollars, I'd sell out to them. Well, yeah, exactly. Nineteen right. billion. The guy, the founder, is being like one of the founders. Was, you know, was was. Basically homeless at one point. I mean, near exactly. homeless, right? So, yeah, so, yeah, ninety billion dollars is a nice payday. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, so I, that's my guess too. Is what they're going to do is they, they, you know, they may not overtly place ads on WhatsApp, mm -hmm. but they're going to be mining that data and then cross-referencing WhatsApp subscribers to Facebook subscribers, right? And say, hey, mm -hmm. here's what you're chatting about on, on WhatsApp. And and all of a sudden an ad pops up on your newsfeed and and Facebook, right? It's not too hard to figure out. Exactly. So that's just something to think about. You know, I mean, if you're using WhatsApp, that's fine. Use it. But this is kind of funny. Even WhatsApp, they're big in Europe. They're big in South America. They're not big in Asia. Asia has a whole. There's Line and there's WeGo. That they're big in Asia. Like you remember Lee that we used to work with, Lee Dong. Yeah, he uses WeGo for all his friends in China, and and he has Telegram to chat with me because I meet him. And he uses WhatsApp for everybody else, so right. it's neat. I mean, it's also I think tel something like Telegram, just because this guy is completely I mean above board. I vetted him and all that. I had you know remember you remember our friend Tom, yeah. our former company, former company you used to work for with me. Yeah. <laughs> he um he looked into it a little bit, and. He thinks it looks pretty good. So, anywho, but you know the thing is with the Telegram, it looks like it'd be a good journalism thing because like you can keep things anonymous, so that people can, yeah. your sources can message you, and, and it's protected supposedly. Yeah. So, I mean, I say corrected. I'm having Tom look into it. You know, from this Alco, he said it looks interesting. He's looking into it now. Hopefully, he'll let me know what he really thinks of Telegram. So I, mean, I don't that's think that he already did. Think about it, right? What's that? That's an interesting application in terms of like journalist applications, right? Mm -hmm. um, you know, how do you how do you access information globally, Securely. right? Yeah. And, and 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 access anonymous sources, right? So that's really an interesting application for it. Absolutely. I mean, and there's something called like there's a Dropbox app. It's not Dropbox. It's like Secret Drop or something like that. You can host on the dark net over on on your router, and you can drop stuff in that way too. But like. I mean, for sources, I mean, right now the NSA is very much about, you know, criminalizing journalism. Like, you know, journalists are getting, you know, you know, it was starting to act like Russia here. You know, like, you can't be a journalist and be safe. 
you know. Mm -hmm. I mean, my background's in journalism, you know, and, you know, I support, when it, I was talking, I forget who I was talking to, it was one of my friends, and he's a diehard Democrat, and like, I, I'm no bones about it, I'm a Democrat, you know, and all that stuff. But when it comes to the internet, I'm a diehard libertarian. I'm like, stay the heck off the internet, no regulation, like, it, it should be a wild west, it should be up to the parents to monitor it, but mm -hmm. it, it should not be regulated, and it's just me. Like, I, I'm a card-carrying member of the EFF, I mean, yeah. I have a sticker on my car. I'm not, I'm not an NRA member. I'm a, I'm a car carrying member of the EFF. Yeah. And Epic, I, I, I'm doing it to Epic, the Electronic Privacy Information Center. You know, wherever I can, like, you know, people are going to fight for us you know, on the Internet. Here's another question. What do you think about Comcast buying Time Warner? Uh, you know, I, I was having, a, I had a feeling you were going to go there in terms of where this conversation was going in terms of the whole net neutrality question, right? Yeah. It's... Yeah. You know, it, it's not anti-competitive because they were not in the same. They were they were in the same market. Well, you know, when when you have when you have content providers paying, um, you know, the the the, the uh, people that, that own the pipe, I, I I don't know. Well, it's it's different than it was before, right? So I don't know. It's it, this. Yeah, yeah. Well, of course, it all comes down to the dollars, right? Mm -hmm. But I, 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 you know, everyone's it's sort of the, 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 the chicken little stories that are floating around is, you know, net neutrality is dead and all that kind of stuff. But at the end of the day, I mean, when you think about that story on top of the Time Warner acquisition, I mean, how much more consolidated can this industry get? They are a third of the country now. Yeah. A third well, of the country now. That's not anti-competitive? That's like rock. That's like um, Carnegie, Carnegie yeah. and the Rockefeller. Yeah, forget net neutrality. It's it's just pure basic competition. There is none. There, I mean, there's there none. Is. But, but the thing is, if you look back on the way it was back in you know, the heyday, in the you know the pioneer days of the internet, there's more now, more ISPs now than there were back then, which is interesting because yeah. you have Google Fiber, you have Verizon, you have Cox, you have Charter. You have Comcast. It's five right there, and you have the, the NVNOs or that version of them. That NVNOs are on on the mm -hmm. cell phone networks, but you have that versioning on where Sonic.net. They're DSL providers, but in some ways, DSL is better for podcasts. And yeah. but it's interesting because the head of the FCC is actually a former cable man. Mm. So he's you know where it's his interests you know, and they're talking. I mean, everyone says that the judge says that they. Should have this, you know, the FCC wanted to enforce this, they should make the cable companies common, you know, you know, providers. Um, they should make them, you know, common providers, you know, where they have to regulate them, where they, you know, they can't when they're not that. Yeah. So we're common providers. Well, that's the, that's yeah. the flip side of this, right? So um, if, if you look at it, there, there have been plenty of examples in, in multiple industries where consolidation. Um, doesn't have that that monopolistic effect. It, what it does is it, it ends up creating opportunities for niche players, right? Mm -hmm. so, so at the end of the day, you know, I don't know. I mean, I don't think that the, the story has been written here, right? So everyone's sort of throwing up the, the flag around, uh, you know, raising the white flag on net neutrality. But I think there there could be the other side of the stories. There could be the, these opportunities for these. Niche providers and these niche um, suppliers in terms mm. to to create 
opportunities for again. Is that your hey, belly? Here's a pl- platform. Is that your belly growing? Oh yeah, that's my dog. Yeah. Here's no, it's your dog. I thought it was your belly growing. Oh. No, it wasn't. It's my dog. dog saying hi. Yeah, exactly. Here's a platform specifically for um, this application or that application. So I, I, I'm not necessarily throwing up the white flag yet, but it's certainly something that's. Um, it hasn't passed yet either. So I mean, who knows? Yeah. It, it, well, it hasn't passed, but the, the dollars behind it are such that mm-hmm. you know. Money. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So yeah. also, what do you think about Netflix paying? Comcast to be a well, what's the term? I forget what the term is, but they're paying Comcast for bandwidth. Yeah. So now, but the direct access, but people are all in uproar about this. But a peering agreement that happens all the time. The thing that's interesting is Com- Comcast is NBC, which is interesting, mm-hmm. and their direct competitor is Netflix. So conflict of interest. Very. Why are you turning to Wilson? <laughs> you turning to Wilson all of a sudden. Ah, you're right. Hi, who, neighbor? Yeah. Oh God, we jumped the shark already. Yeah. So it's just very. How's the survey that we were talking about last episode with Jared? How's that going? Yeah. So, so what we need to do is we need to publish that, and um, you know, we just need to find the time to get together and 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 consolidate the the analytics. But I think some of the, the statistics that we we identified the last time were are still holding valid. Um, Check out episode two for those. Yeah, and you know, here here's the thing, right? So I think there's it, it, in the past couple of weeks, I've found there's so many different applications that are popping up mm-hmm. in terms of business use for um, social media. Um, I did my blog today was about this this cool little company called VSnap, right? Mm-hmm. So there's these different companies that are are popping up and. Um, that are going to really create opportunity to broaden the, the base away from the traditional Facebook and LinkedIn and Pinterest and Google Plus. That you know, I, I, I think the landscape is still going to continue to evolve. So the, the results that we found from our survey today, mm-hmm. three months from now, probably won't be valid. But you know, we'll probably have those published. Uh, you know, hopefully, we'll have those published in the next um, two three weeks. It's a really short. Um, it's a really short. It's a really short, what's it called, post. Well, you know, I, I posted in my last uh, my, my last blog that, that I'm going to be doing these short mm-hmm. video posts. Mm-hmm. Wow. I'm not sure if you guys can hear it, but it's Barry being Barry. That's me. Nice. I heard about VSNAP for a while. Yeah, it's, it's neat. Well, yeah, but, and it's based in Boston. Short. I I really think short form video from a business application perspective, from a customer engagement perspective, mm-hmm. is it's it's the new frontier. It really is. You know, as a matter of fact, even a year ago, mm-hmm. um, Jared Romansky and I were talking about um, when when Vine uh, first came out with this mash. Somebody did a mashup around Pinterest and Vine, right? They were calling it Pine. I, I, you know, I looked at that and I said, you know, it's a perfect opportunity to take things like frequently asked questions and and stuff on a uh, a contact us page and all that kind of stuff from a customer engagement perspective. And what a what a great way to use video to say instead of this static text around, you know, here's your answer to your question. Here's a video of a person 
delivering that that um, that answer to your question. And and I mean, what a great way to personalize that experience, right? Mm -hmm. So That's I think store and Google Play is, is going to be a, a real groundbreaker. And the best part, it's freemium. So if you can start off for yeah. free, for free, and then three dollars a month or thirty-six dollars a year, to a few more features. Yes. Which is nice. Did you, did you buy it or are you just doing free? I'm doing the free part now. But again, you can go all the way up to um, white labeling it, branding your 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 video page. Um, there's all sorts of things that, that that this service provides in terms of the experience. And then you know, sort of the back end analytics on top of that, you can you know, identify click rates and open rates and all that kind of stuff. And um, all the videos that you create can can be tweeted and retweeted, and so the the videos can go viral. So so how cool is that, right? So your your CSR is sitting there and sends a, a a short video to a customer saying, hey, thanks for calling in and upgrading your service or whatever, and then that customer takes that video. And and retweets it or posts it on their their Facebook page or whatever, and it goes crazy from there. I mean, uh, what I mean, how much advocacy can you? I mean, that's just awesome, right? It's really neat. Yeah, I'm, I'm showing the video of you know, how it works. You know, yeah, it's fantastic. You can you can attach files with it. Yeah, you can attach PDFs. That's really cool. And it's as low as three dollars a month. That's pretty cool. Look at, the, look at the analytics. You can send it as, so you can bring it at from your domain. Yeah. You put your logo up there. Yeah. And it's, it's amazing because it's such a simple app. It is. Simple. It's simple. Totally simple. But it solves a problem. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, you can also, if you think about it, you could use YouTube for it too. I mean, you can. I, I used to send out taking those to people. Via YouTube, and then there's this there's this pyramid scheme out there that does similar things like this as well. But um, oh yeah, you've heard of that one? I feel like it's I feel what it is, but it's it's very similar to this. So, but, yeah, I mean, yeah. Really, they, I mean, obviously the video is nothing new, right? But the fact that oh. they took this and, and built this platform around it uh, with the it's analytics cool. and you know the the email integration, and all that kind of stuff, yeah. it's, it's pretty slick. I think I actually have an account here. I think I heard about this on Net at Night on Net at Night on um, the Social Hour. Yeah, I have one already. I have an account. I don't think I've ever used it. And you can also log in with Twitter. And you can log in with LinkedIn. Very yep. clever. Yeah. It, it's neat things. So what, what else do you have for us, Barry? So here's another topic in terms of the the whole. Um, um, well, another lively topic is this whole. I, I saw an article the other day about the the redesign of the Twitter. In, yeah, right? it looks, looks like Facebook. So it looks like Facebook, right? So here, here was my initial response to that. Somebody actually asked me that question on Twitter. Say, you know, what do you think about it? And when I looked at it, my first response set was, um, okay, the, the, this isn't really a user interface. Our user experience initiative. What they're doing is they're freeing up real estate for advertising space. That was like the first thing that popped into my head was uh, that they're creating more more space for ads on on Twitter. And I, that was my perception. What, what did you think? I think that they were going away from. They're constantly going away from what they used to be. 
and, and honestly, this whole this whole telegram thing, yeah, you know, how he knows he's building the pipes. He's not necessarily building the actual. He's not building the actual um, app. I mean, he has an app that he, but he's opening it to everybody, so people can build apps on that. Twitter once was that, and they were that. Oh, they couldn't monetize that, or they couldn't right. figure out how to monetize that. So they're really now they're just screwing over all the developers. I mean, there's great, brilliant Twitter apps for, for Android and for iPhone too, but they run off tokens and then they're post. It's really obnoxious. I mean, I mean, app.net is another one that's pay a little bit of a fee for it. I mean, I, I have an account for, with them, but I don't use it. There's no, there's a community on there, but I wasn't a part of it. And you try, it's kind of weird. Like when I went on app.net, I try to get into the community, but it wasn't like Google Plus. It was for me where I have a community. And it didn't feel welcome. Whereas on Twitter, everybody's there, mm-hmm. and you're just welcome to open arms, and you can find your niche. Whereas at that, that was too niche. It was too like, and then it was too developer centric. Like the apps you could build off of that, that network are really geeky. They had music. You could play music through it. So you had dance parties through Twitter. It's a little mm-hmm. like, I mean, they had. They, it was really neat what they did with app.net. It's still out there, but I, you know, there's something about Twitter. It's it's the it's the mass effect. It's what everybody is. It's where the conversation is, and there's and people are still deriving value from it. But it's but honestly, I don't like the Twitter interface. I don't like it. I don't use it. I use honestly, it's kind of funny. Twitter bot, TweetDeck, and that's what I use. That and Hootsuite are what I use on the desktop. And then yeah. I use I use what I use now. I use something called Tweetings on Android. It's awesome. I, I try to, every time there's a new Twitter app out, I buy it. Much to my wife's dismay. You just spent four bucks on another Twitter app. There's another one called um, Talon. It's good. It's good. It's, it's not how I, I mean. I do have fiat lists, so I need it. Let me see my list prominently. Plume is another good one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Falcon Pro ran out of tokens, but they make, let you hack it so you can use your own API calls. Mm-hmm. So I can actually still use it, but it's a little buggy because he hasn't updated that much. Well, so it's out there. Um, Carbon was a really nice one too, but that ran out. Of, that one only recently ran off API calls. So that and that one's just dead in the water. So it's a shame that this is what happens, you know. Yeah. Have you used Tweetbot? No, Tweetbot's only on only on iOS. Yeah, and I'm not I'm not paying thirty bucks for it on my Mac. I'm I'm just, I'm just not doing it. So what do you use? Hootsuite? I use either Hootsuite or, or or um or yeah, well primarily Hootsuite, yeah. And, yeah. and so it, it's interesting that um, and TweetDeck, right? I mean, I use TweetDeck on, on, on you know, as a Google app, but um, so so it'd be interesting with all these other apps out there, the, the these Twitter apps, right? If they really are redesigning the interface to make more ad real estate, are they are they going to drive people further away from you know Twitter, right? So it's, it's or 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 here's the other thing, right? They already started to lock down the the the, the data feeds, right? Mm-hmm. So very few um, social engagement um, and listening platforms have a full Twitter um, pipe now, right? So will mm-hmm. they continue to do that, right? So they're going to do this and then and start to to filter people back into or funnel people back into um, the Twitter interface, right? So it. So it doesn't. It, the two don't make sense. In other mm-hmm. words, if they continue to have all these, you know, these applications and these and these interfaces where people engage with Twitter, 
but at the same time they're they're trying to drive ad revenue. The two don't make sense. So there's there's got to be something on the back end where they're going to start to lock down or, or shut down yeah. the APIs to all these other feeds, right? Exactly. Well, we should probably end this podcast soon. But have you read um, Hatching Twitter by Nick Bolton? No, I haven't. You gotta read that. That is like a freaking soap opera, backstabbing. Yeah. You know, people. It's just. It's. I mean, Silicon Valley. What you expect, but it's amazing and it's all factual. And the way he went about it, since all all of the background, they documented their whole lives setting it up on Twitter. So he just went back in the archives and mm-hmm. they found out all the details, like what they were wearing. There's pictures of them. Whereas if you do stuff, if you do stuff like on Kennedy, or if you do stuff on Washington, especially Washington, George Washington. You don't necessarily know what he was wearing on this date at this time. Where he can go back and tell you exactly what Jack Dorsey was feeling on this day at this time, and he's wearing this suede jacket. This is a picture of him wearing this suede jacket on this day at this time. It's, it, you should listen. Go back to Social Hour. They did a um, and triangulation both on the Twitter network. They did a interviews with um, Nick Bowen, and Nick, Nick works with New York Times, and he's he's brilliant. And you know, did you know he's you know but Nick Bowen? You heard of Nick Bowen? Yeah, I haven't heard of him, yeah. You know, he's British, born. He doesn't sound one bit British. He sounds like he's from New York. Right. Very interesting, so. But anyhow, I think we should probably wrap this podcast up. Yeah, yeah. Now I know I have to do it upstairs. My downstairs computer, my downstairs studio doesn't work, so. Oh, my son, my 15-month-old son, will have to deal. I'll have to talk quietly. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it, these are some good topics, and, I, and, and it was, um, you know, we, we threw a lot of stuff out there this week, but... I think there's a lot of stuff going on in the space, and you know, uh, sort of a lot of upheaval. And you know, it, it, I think the major theme of the things we talked about, just to sort of put this in a package, was there's a lot of consolidation, but at the same time, we've seen consolidation create opportunities for niche players in these various spaces, whether it's cable, whether it's pipe, whether it's ISPs or Facebook or whatever. So, so it, it's really going to be interesting to see the the reality is it shakes out versus sort of the, the the chicken little hype of oh my god you know the world's coming to an end yeah 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 oh I also think that maybe some consolidation might create some innovation mm-hmm. because it might create people saying these guys are doing it wrong I need to do it better yeah who knows well we want to hear what you have to say go over to the socialmediaaddictspodcast.com leave your comments over there download the podcast on iTunes on Pocket Casts on your favorite flavor of podcatcher, um, and we want to hear from you. Um, Social Media Addicts Podcast at gmail.com. Find us over on Patreon. I think it's patreon.com slash Social Media Addicts Podcast. Just search for us over Patreon. If you can donate a dollar an episode, it's, a, it's hopefully going to be bi-weekly now. We get all the things ironed out. We're going to have some people. I have people lined up like Jeff Jarvis. I, I have it on every week, but I'm very lucky. But um, we've um, the Auden, we have a lot of like T- Ted Rubin. We're gonna try and get Gary Vaynerchuk on here as well. So stay tuned. We're gonna have some pretty some high powered people. And MacArthur is gonna set you join at some point. So that'd be good. So and of course every week I'm blessed to be talking with this amazing man here, Barry Dalton. So, Likewise, sir. Absolutely. So Barry, where can they find you online? Yeah, so everyone can find me in the the, the usual place on on Twitter, BS Dalton. Um, Facebook, uh, Barry Dalton 2, and LinkedIn, and of course on uh, Google Plus, um, and uh, my blog, BarryDalton.com. Absolutely awesome. And you guys can find me pretty much search for Seth Goldstein got anything. So SethGoldstein.com isn't me. That's the Seth Goldstein who started um, 
started on turntable.fm, but sethgoldstein.net's my blog. That's pretty much a republishing of my Google Plus feed, which is at sethgoldstein.me. Sethgoldstein.in, which should be LinkedIn, that's my Twitter account. Sethgoldstein.info is my LinkedIn account. Sethgoldstein.tv is my Goldstein Media is my Goldstein Media YouTube account. So you can find me pretty much everywhere. Find me at Seth Goldstein on Twitter if you want to do the SethGoldstein.in. Just search for Seth Goldstein. You'll find me on, on um, YouTube and Google. So find me everywhere on Seth Goldstein. So that was the worst outro I've ever done. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, we'll see you in, in a week and a half or so. Now let me know what computer works. And um, we're also going to try to get Amy Schmidt-Hauer, uh, um, Savvy, Sex, Savvy Sexy Social. She's, on, um, she's a, a, um, a YouTube celebrity and really good at marketer. We're going to try to get her back on shortly. So, All right, Barry. It's been great. Always a pleasure, my friend. Bye, right, Seth. Cheers, and uh, we'll talk to everyone soon. Cheers. All right. Bye.